0: Hello, and welcome to the Training for Climbing podcast. I'm Eric Hurst, and in this episode we'll examine the X-Factors that separate the best from the rest in the sport of climbing. I hope you will find the next 15 minutes to be informative, thought-provoking, and inspiring. If so, please leave a review and rating in iTunes. Achieving the next grade, or doing the impossible, is a battle fought more in the mind than the body. Roger Bannister's breaking of the 4-minute mile barrier for runners is a classic example of this. Prior to Bannister's barrier-breaking run in May of 1954, running a sub-4-minute mile was believed to be impossible. Yet, in just the next five years following Bannister's famous run, more than 20 runners succeeded at breaking the 4-minute mile barrier. There was no new training technique or technology that enabled all of these runners to achieve this once-thought-impossible feat. It was simply a shift in their belief system that enabled them to better exploit their physical talent and to exert mental willpower to push and suffer and reach beyond what they were previously capable of. In our sport, there are many examples of this same process playing out. Climbing Mount Everest without oxygen was once thought impossible, until Reinhold Messner and Peter Habler did the, quote, impossible in 1978. How about Todd Skinner and Paul Piana's first free ascent of El Capitan in 1988, when four-day aid ascents were the norm? A few years later, Lynn Hill free-climbed the nose of El Capitan in a day. Another supposedly impossible free-climb proven possible. One of my favorite examples is John Gill, the father of modern bouldering, who in the 1950s and 1960s quietly established boulder problems that are today graded up to V9. So while the rest of the climbing world was then struggling to climb 510, Gill was climbing what others would have undoubtedly found to be impossibly difficult sequences, some of which were certainly in the 513 range. Of course, a more recent example of this process playing out is Tommy Caldwell and Kevin Jorgensen free-climbing Dawn's Wall in Yosemite. Over the past decade, Tommy and Kevin had independently developed the personal power to succeed in doing climbs that others viewed to be impossible and together they leverage the x-factors of vision, willpower, and an unbreakable spirit to establish the world's hardest big wall-free climb. Ultimately, all of these aforementioned, once-thought-impossible achievements are the result of coupling indomitable willpower with unbridled imagination. These remarkable achievements, then, are sterling examples of limitless willpower of the mind, winning over the limitations of the body, as well as unleashed imagination yielding a paradigm shift that shattered a prevailing belief system. These are the X factors that separate the best from the rest in any endeavor. Similarly, your potential to create and achieve things, big or small, is a function of your imagination and willpower. More than your genetics, age, financial resources, or current situation, It's your ability to unleash your imagination and tap into your gift of willpower that determines what you can and cannot do. Lynn Hill expresses her support of this belief in stating, you have to be strong to accomplish what you imagine, but you have to imagine it first before you can accomplish it physically. The individuals named above were all relatively common folks in their formative years, who went on to achieve uncommonly great things because they dared to imagine audacious goals develop novel ways of thinking and acting and persevered through adversity and criticism with enormous willpower and belief in the end game in this way you too must learn to leverage all the powers of your mind and like the above named individuals step out of the din of the crowd and act in your own ways towards your own personal goals and cause While you may think it so, growing your mental prowess is not all that difficult. The fields of your mind are fertile and awaiting you to plant the seeds that will yield remarkable new abilities, greater confidence, and higher achievement. The first step is to cease doing what the crowd does and instead commit to thinking and acting in your own ways and in pursuit of your own goals and life mission. Acting with intention day after day integrated over weeks and months and years will give rise to incredible adventures and achievements that you can't even imagine today. But succeeding at doing this is much easier said than done, which is why peak performers and barrier breakers like Tommy and Kevin are so rare. The modern world in which we live is filled with trappings, things that will consume your time, money, and energy, both physical and mental. Really, it comes down to developing rare character traits such as laser-like focus, bulletproof confidence, willingness to sacrifice, and an ever-increasing level of willpower to, as Todd Skinner liked to say, stay on mission. In my opinion, I believe it's willpower that is the ultimate x-factor. So let's drill down and examine three areas in which it's vitally important to leverage your willpower. Number one is willed training. Will is the ability to make choices, decide on a course of action, and act resolutely. Will is a human endowment that empowers us to be proactive and self directed, whereas animals are reactive and operate mainly on instinct. Question How do you spend most of your day? Proactive and self directed? Or reactive and operating on instinct and in pursuit of immediate gratification. When it comes to things you do in the name of training for climbing, you can leverage your willpower to act with your goals in mind, to crank out one more repetition, one more move, or one more training burn if that's what it will take to grow stronger. It also takes willpower not to train when injured or fully exhausted. It takes willpower to consume the right foods for accelerated recovery, hand to shun the junk foods. And it requires willpower to take the adequate number of rest days between workouts when your instinct and desire is to go to the gym now. At the advanced levels, training for climbing is really a very complex endeavor that is difficult to do optimally. And of course, the goal must always be to train optimally, not maximally. They're not the same thing. The essence of will in training is to proactively manage exactly what and how you train so that you get the greatest results for a given training input. In the setting of a commercial climbing gym, it can take significant willpower to follow through with your training program instead of being swayed by another person's agenda or affinity for socializing. Whether you have two hours or 20 hours per week to train, you must make the right choices and engage in the proper course of action no matter what other climbers say or do. Use your willpower to stay on mission. Number two is willed climbing. In climbing, you can exploit willpower in a number of ways that can instantly improve your maximum ability and enable you to send your projects more quickly. Through willpower, you can direct more focus on footwork, increase your attack and speed of ascent as needed to be most economical in your movement and direct relaxation and optimal use of rest positions in order to maximize the effectiveness of your ascent. Perhaps most impactful is how will can act as a causal force in critical moments when the specter of failure arises. It's in these instances that strength of will manifest as single-pointed focus and the volition to continue on can lift you upward to successful completion despite pain, fatigue, and the weight of past failures. An important distinction, however, is that successful application of will in extreme situations requires a self-defined endpoint to the challenge. Whether it's a rest dance or gear placement you're gunning for, a given number of pull-ups you intend to crank out, the finishing jug on a Max Boulder problem you're about to throw to, or the top of a PR red point or alpine wall, it's your awareness of the endpoint and your willpower in the present moment that will sustain progress until the endpoint is reached. Embodiment of this process is known as willing yourself up a climb, a state in which you persevere beyond previous limits or beyond what others view as possible. A common hallmark of long-willed ascents or descents is collapsing on the summit or in base camp, or in sport climbing arriving at the anchors so exhausted that you can hardly clip the chains. Interestingly, like a mental muscle that gains tone with use, your willpower and the confidence to apply it grows each and every time you marshal this mystical force in an intense effort that surpasses what you are previously capable of. So in exercising your willpower, you make it stronger. And last but not least, number three on the list is willed living. To fully leverage willpower in your climbing life, it's essential that you progressively develop an MO of willed living. All the non-climbing areas of your life, family and friends, school and career, relationships, possessions, and all other obligations and life goals, exert an influence over your climbing ability and potential to achieve, although it's often happening in unseen ways. Your trajectory as a climber is massively influenced by your ways of thinking and acting during your non-climbing hours. Exercising your willpower in all of these areas with your climbing and life goals in mind is tantamount to directing the flow of your life as opposed to the more common MO of going with the flow. Let me wax philosophical for a bit, which no doubt is a dangerous thing for me to do here. Each moment of our life, climbing, working, thinking, whatever, has two potentially controlling forces, determinism and free will. Determinism is the way of the physical world as ruled by cause and effect. Everything comes from things before it and gives rise to other things outside of our control. In essence, we are but puppets in the hands of genetic, environmental, and experiential forces. Willpower, on the other hand, is neither matter nor energy. It exists outside of space and time and is not measurable. It's a mystical, causal force of unlimited power, a human endowment from our Creator. Exerting free will, then, is a spiritual act that empowers us to take control of our lives. Without willpower, we are doomed to the forces of strict determinism, and sadly, many individuals exercise little will in their lives, thus serving as a puppet of others and living in the flow of determinism. With willpower, however, you take hold of the reins of your life and can transmute original acts of the mind into material inventions, novel activity, and unique achievements, Willpower is the secret behind remarkable individuals including Albert Einstein, Mother Teresa, Nelson Mandela, and in the climbing world, people like Lynn Hill, Chris Sharma, Adam Andra, and Alex Megos. Willpower, of course, can be utilized in negative ways as exemplified by murderers, tyrants, internet trolls, and anyone with evil intentions put into action. The power of free will is in your hands to use as you choose to affect the material world. Any climber who's sat on a belay ledge or summit basking in the transcendent glow of life has in fact experienced the spiritual realm. So regardless of whether you consider yourself religious, it's essential that you acknowledge and embrace the spiritual realm and exercise your power of will to maximize your performance and life experience. If you'd like to learn more about the mental realm and how mental training can help you break through to the next level of climbing performance, check out my book, Maximum Climbing, Mental Training for Peak Performance and Optimal Experience. You can learn more under the Buy Books tab on trainingforclimbing.com, and you can read excerpts from the book at www.maximumclimbing.com. Well, That does it for this edition of the Training for Climbing podcast. If you enjoyed it, please give it a review and top rating in iTunes. For Training for Climbing, I'm Eric Hurst. Until next time, be safe, be strong, and climb on.